0: Podcast this week, Scotty has travelled up from Victoria to join us in this fine state. You may or may not hear Scotty in the background. Scotty, are you enjoying the temperature at the moment?
1: <laughs> love it, Mel. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm I'm sitting under an air conditioner. And oh, here you can it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'll I get it. I'll have to move. But yeah, my God, it's late at night. It's Wednesday night and um, it's still hot.
0: It's, it's this, light this? at night, did you say? You're breaking up a little bit.
1: Okay. That must be the the internet's melting. Um, <laughs> it's it's like late at night and it's still hot. Yes. And I'm um, just loving it. Yeah, it's great.
0: Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Um. You are on the golden of the two coasts. I'm on the sunshiny, so still a little bit separated. However, we we do have an interview later that was uh, less separated, which is pretty cool, the first time we've been able to do that, certainly in Queensland. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, so together again, it's great, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But did I mention what episode number we're up to? Or, or season four episode? Oh, see now you've been keeping track of these things. Are we up to episode five of season four yet?
1: Yeah, it is. This is our fifth episode back this year,
0: formerly known as episode one four eight.
1: And I think I like might start referring them to the countdown. So, whereas we're counting up as episodes for the year, but really it should be a countdown for how many more episodes we've got you as a co-host. Well,
0: wait a minute. Just, just slow down. Okay, hold your horses, calm your whatever needs calming. I'm. We don't know what my countdown is, and I'm still not entirely sure I'm on board with this whole scenario. So, give me. If we're, if we're speculating here, what do you think the countdown would be?
1: I think we have got five more weeks. Of Mel Urbacca.
0: Five? Yep. That seems ridiculous.
1: Isn't that how babies work?
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) hoping that's not how this baby works. I've still got like 12 more weeks of cooking. Oh, really? Yeah. So how how long are you expecting me to be off for exactly?
1: I don't know. Let's take this conversation off air. Hmm.
0: That might be a good idea. Because I think everybody else is more interested in the parkrun adventures than the, uh, the adventures of what Mel is gestating in her uterus. Did you have a good week at parkrun last weekend, Scotty?
1: Look, I did. And um, can I go first again in, in sharing our adventures?
0: I think you really should this week.
1: Because there was a really momentous thing that happened at Westerfolds Parkrun. <laughs> I, was, I was back at home. And, um, you know, every week there's a celebration within parkrun. You know, as we grow, more and more people start participating, and those that started many years ago have achieved great things. So, for example, some people celebrate milestones, whether they be 10, 50, 250, but only the very few can um, call themselves Park Runners of the Month. And um, on, on the weekend, my lovely wife was awarded Park Runner of the Month at Westerfold's Park Run.
0: Congratulations, Bonnie, that is very exciting. I will confess that I did know this and I was going to ask you, was there thunder on the weekend, Scotty?
1: Thunder, no.
0: There wasn't any thunder, there wasn't any storms or anything like that. You didn't have your thunder stolen by a certain amazing wife who's just doing wonderful things for the parkrun world?
1: Not at all. No, no. I, I went to parkrun for the two hundred fiftieth time, but um, again, the focus should be on my beautiful wife. Because here's here's the thing: she gets she gets lumped with a lot. Not only being my beautiful wife and being stuck with me for an <laughs> extended period of time, um, throughout our parkrun journey, she's I wouldn't say she's been in the shadow, but I'm I've been in the limelight. And I'm always the one getting the attention. I'm always the one giving the event briefing. I've been the event director at a few events and everybody likes to thank me for whatever I've done to Parkrun.
0: <laughs> whatever you've done to Parkrun. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> not for Parkrun, to Parkrun. Because yeah. what you've done has been to Parkrun. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm not good with my words, but um, very few people have, have – um, showed gratitude and thanks to to Ivana and and her role uh, in our parkrun achievements has been immense and I, it, long overdue long overdue that it took this long uh, for her to be acknowledged in this way and 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 I, and I know that's fully because how how could they give it to my wife the partner of me?
0: What do you mean? How could they? I
1: don't. Well, I mean, I, for a long time I was the event director, so I'm not really going to.
0: Oh, okay, it doesn't look good
1: probably doesn't so we had an awesome morning and I got to run with Yvonne around Westerfolds which we don't do enough we're either one of us is running the other's walking running with Kasha, or we're separated one of us running somewhere else and the others at a different park run but also my my mum and my sister came back and um, they've moved to the other side of the city now after being on the same side of the city as us for many years where we did start park running together regularly and so that was nice
0: So it was a good big family event.
1: It was, it was, with my other family, with my parkrun family uh, at Westerfold. It's good to be home. That's the theme this week. That's
0: the theme. Um, My congratulations to Vonnie are 100% um, genuine because, yes, I agree with you and I've said it many times before, I believe, that I think the partners of the people who are the event directors and on the core team and things like that, uh, are often the unsung heroes and they do a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see and it doesn't get credited or recognised. And they don't always do it without complaint, but <laughs> they still always do it anyway. And, um, yeah, it's lovely that she could get that recognition. And um, and nice that it happened on a weekend, I think, that you were celebrating your milestone because I imagine your, your actual – blood relations came along to help you celebrate that. And it was just a beautiful, um, coincidence that, you know, she got park runner of the month on the same weekend. So they got to experience that with all of you.
1: Yep. Very much so.
0: Awesome. Well done team Trickett.
1: Thanks. And team (laughs) Urbecker. What did they get up to?
0: Team Urbecker were up to their regular hijinks. Um, we were back at home, as you said, that's the theme for this week's podcast, so I was chasing down my one of my goals for 2019, which is to run direct, I think, at least 15 more times um, this year to get me up to um, one of my own random milestones, and that all was good. That all went very well. Um We've recently added a first-timers brief as uh, another role to our standard volunteer roster, not because necessarily the run director can't do it, but because we just want to include more people in um, doing some of the different things that you can do at Parkrun. And we always have heaps of volunteers and um, finding different things for them to do is always nice. So uh, we we had a new person do that for the first time and I was super impressed with the job that she did without any kind of um, cue card or anything like that. She did a great job. So big shout out to her for that. But um, the rest of the morning was just fairly standard. No real blips in the radar. Didn't lose any tokens that I was aware of or at least not that I thought we'd lost and then we get home and I've sit down and I've done the results and that's all away. I've uploaded the photos. Everything's good. We were just about to head out because I had family visiting from the UK and we needed to go catch up with them. And um, before he jumps in the shower, Adam pulls a token out of his pocket. Oh, no. A finished token. <laughs> Number 71. And I'm like did you forget to scan in? And he just looked at me and he looked at the token and he's like, not today. And so this token had been in his shorts for God knows how long, had gone through the wash at least once, and it took him five minutes to figure out from which event (laughs) he had pilfered this token from. As it turns out, and because I've been tripping about a little bit and he has too, so, you know, we would have thought that he would have noticed his results missing from any of the the events that he might have um, visited. And uh, it was the weekend that we were at Sirame together, you and I, and he ran with Wes at home at Kiwana and just obviously got chatting to our, our local Parkrun friends there, completely forgot to scan in didn't notice he never got a results email and um, he had the audacity to ask me if I'd add him in I said no I'm not adding you in
1: that was going to be my question
0: this token home two weeks ago we've created a replacement token you know in in the kit and oh I was like give that back to me so I was able to put it back at least with the rest of the kit and um it's returned to its family to be used again another time probably but oh my gosh and this isn't the first time this has happened either so
1: but i this is a good result <laughs> for me because one of my one of my sub goals is to catch it <laughs> in the most not most events what is it just in the
0: the running state yeah, tally. yeah.
1: yeah. And he's got a he's got a bit of a lead on me. He does <laughs> because obviously he doesn't volunteer enough.
0: No, and I, I keep encouraging him to to officially volunteer and not just do all that behind the scenes stuff. But
1: is he still listening? Can we put pressure on him? Is he in the room with you? Oh, uh,
0: he's not in the room with me. No, and I don't remember the last time he listened to a podcast of ours.
1: So um. okay, well, all those Kiwana Park runners go up and ask him just on Saturday.
0: Have you scanned in? <laughs> <laughs> Ask him to volunteer. No, we yeah. look, and the funny thing is, this is a joke that I make any time I'm at Kiwana and there are tokens missing. Is you see that man standing over there having a chat, go make sure he has scanned in because probably it's in his pocket and he hasn't got around to it yet. And yeah. Like I said, this is not the first time it's happened. He's taken them home from other events before as well. Um, just because he's, I'm, I'm going to have to start calling him Mr. chat. I think. I
1: always say Parkrun is massive, Parkrun is global, and the man at, that sits at the top of that is Mr. Nick Pearson, Aussie Nick. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Nick.
2: Oh, thanks. Appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. Personal invite. <laughs> well, we're 12,000 miles to come and uh, do the podcast.
1: And this is our first fireside chat. We've never actually interviewed anyone in person. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mel.
0: You're wrong. We had um, the Parkrun Adventures listeners meet up last year. That was different.
1: That yeah. was different. <laughs> um, so you're here in Australia. You've emigrated.
2: Yeah, um, how's it going so far? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm three or four days in, and I'm immigrating back in a couple of days. You're hoping to get out? No, I think I'll stay. <laughs> I think I'll stay via a couple of stops on the way back, but I think I'll stay. You know.
0: What won you over? Was it the Lamingtons or the snakes?
2: Well, I mean, snakes were never myth. We know, so I've not seen a snake. All elements of it, I like the. I like the sharks. <laughs> I like the uh, tigers, yeah, all, all, all your wildlife.
0: Yeah, you know, tigers, we don't have those here. I don't
2: know, quite you said you did. <laughs> I've seen as many tigers as I've seen snakes, so. Oh, okay. Uh, but you are global CEO. That's correct. Uh, fancy
1: title for an important job. You've got the pressure of keeping this ship afloat.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, do you feel that every day?
2: Yeah, can you tell? Yeah, I can. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It's a fancy title, and it's actually not one that I'm massively comfortable with. I don't think Park One reflects fancy titles and kind of big corporate hierarchies. But at the same time, it is really important for us to be able to walk into rooms with government ministers and uh, and be able to present ourselves as. Um, equal in those conversations and so uh, it's almost an unfortunate necessity but yeah it's a uh, it's a fancy title it's a uh, huge job it's a incredible privilege to be able to do it and um, yeah I love it
0: and what do you have to do to become such a honcho of hugeness as that like what I, I always tell people my job at Parkrun, you know, was the longest interview ever. It was five and a half years of volunteering and, and all that sort of thing without any expectation of, of it yeah. turning into a day job. But what goes into the CV of the CEO?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... So I, I guess 25 years of work of, um, of, of learning lots of different things and kind of moving up... Um uh, From position to position in organizations and ending up um, doing relatively senior jobs, and then uh, having relatively senior jobs um, means that when other senior jobs come up, people potentially come and talk to you about them so 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 that was it um, uh, it wasn't you know it was i 'd known Paul for a long time. And so it was, you know, in that sense, it was a 10-year interview process.
0: Um, You had a barcode first, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm um, 18,000. 18,497. I'm quite 2008.
0: Everyone's checking their wrists here to see what (laughs) their numbers are. I'm
2: 384,150. I think I probably (laughs) am going to beat you because I'm kind of pre-Australia, right?
0: Also, you know, you've got your barcode tattooed on people now, so
1: yeah,
2: yeah. So let's take it back to the moment where
1: essentially PSH handed over to you. He okay. handed the reins over to you. Yeah.
2: Um, how did that all go down? Yeah, challenging. Um, so I mean, I mean, challenging in the sense that it it was. I don't think it was a very, very easy thing for Paul to do, and uh, and and he was really 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 committed to it he understood that he'd he'd traveled as far as he felt he could travel and that it had got so big and significant and responsible that he felt it needed skills that he didn't have um but at the same time you were taking it's like your kids leaving home or something it's it's it was you could you for six months we worked together in a handover capacity and there were times where we found it really really difficult and there were times where we had some pretty tough and challenging conversations because um only one person can do it you 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 can't have two people in charge and um it needed to be one of us um so, so no, it was, but it, but it's to his incredible credit, I think, that he's been able to do that, and and actually, what he has done is support every single decision I've made in four years, um, uh, whether he agrees with it or not. And you can see that there are occasions where he doesn't, but he supported every single um, one of one of those decisions, and he absolutely doesn't interfere in any capacity.
1: I want to look at the global aspect of it. So we've officially announced we're in Japan this week. Yeah. We know that park do you know the start date. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, it's um, we know that Parkrun is massive in the UK. Yeah. That's where the most of our Parkrunners are, but your role is global. So, how's your view on the global expansion or the global growth of Parkrun? Or is your focus still primarily UK and we'll we'll all learn from what the UK do?
2: No, not necessarily, but I do think that our priority is the sustainability of the 1800 events that exist today and so w- what what has been achieved and maintaining and supporting what's been achieved is much more important than creating empires and building bigger and bigger uh, bigger and bigger kingdoms so so every uh every expansion strand will be considered based upon its merits and the challenges it puts on the existing infrastructure of, of the organisation, so Japan is fascinating because, and, and, and we ended up in quite a good comp- um, position to be able to dictate the terms of us starting in Japan because we don't need to start in Japan. It's 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 not part of a uh, it's not part of a formal plan. It's not. Start, it's, it's not. You know, we're not. Set against objectives and KPIs that say be in this place or be in this place or be in this place. So, so when we started conversations with interested parties and stakeholders in Japan, we were able to say, "Look, we think it would work, but these are the conditions by which we would commit to working in Japan. You know, we definitely need some help with permissions, which is often the biggest initial challenge." Um, uh, we've been able to uh, start there with sponsors in place which is the first time that's ever happened Um, uh, government bodies and agencies are supporting um, the the program and so we've never we've never had that before but that comes from us being able to say well we're not in a rush Um, we'll do it but only if we can do it without risking everything else
0: I like that um, that's the position I guess Parkrun finds itself in. It's a a strong position to be in, to not feel the need to move anywhere before the timing is right and everything's in place.
2: Or or, or not move anywhere at all. So so I think, you know, we talk a lot, Tom, the Chief Operating Officer, talks a lot about if we never started another event, Parkrun would be a phenomenal success story, reaching and touching and helping millions and millions of people. And so, of course, making sure that they're still able to do that is our number one focus and priority.
0: And are you finding that even after all these years, there are new challenges with, with maintaining that sustainability at the existing events?
2: Yeah. So, so I think, and uh, we were chatting about this earlier, I think there are two overarching fundamental challenges of an organisation, the size, scale and functionality of parkrun one is it's financial sustainability so so the, the challenges really come from the fact that the gene is at the bottom and demand more people will register every day forever so so we're, we're in an incredibly unusual position where Consumer demand is an our primary objective as an organisation, so that will happen. And, and so, supporting an infrastructure that accommodates all of those new people that are registering every single day is is a really significant and important part of of, of what this job is. Um, and of course, that uh, infrastructure and support requires investment you know whether it be technical investment whether it be human resources all of those things um, uh, and so that's that's one of the challenges and that challenge to some degree started almost from day one and it will always exist and then the second challenge is the relationship that we have with the volunteers so ensuring that um, uh, that that Continues to be um, as uh, as tight and trusting and um, uh, reciprocal as we can uh, as we can possibly make it, and and that challenge gets harder every day. And that challenge gets harder every day because we get bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's more and more people. And so the the natural consequence of that is that that group feel further and further and further distanced from us as an organisation. You know, day one, you've got three or four volunteers. You know all of their names. You can, you've got their numbers in your phone. Now we've had four hundred thousand people volunteer. We're eighteen hundred events. There are, you know, uh, you, you will never be able to be as tight. And we are always moving further and further away in terms of that size and scale. So we need to make sure that our volunteers feel that we're representing them, that we're not imposing upon them, that we're listening to them, that we're part of the team. we are part of the team. You know, everybody here... As with all of the Parkrun employees, our Parkrun volunteers, they're doing all of those different jobs, you know, it's a, it's a relatively unusual organisation like that, you know, you don't normally get all of your senior directors and staff, you know, working on the shop floor and just as a staple of what they do, but actually we all do, and we all do largely for the same reasons that everybody volunteers, and that's because... We really enjoy it and it's a fantastic thing to do. But 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 maintaining that is is going to be an ever increasing challenge and and, and I think you know we have to find ways of helping volunteers to see and understand that we're here representing them, that we're we're not just a group of kind of detached corporate suits with fancy job titles kind of making decisions that never consider where they sit in that decision-making process. So what's your park run day
1: experience like? Do you get back to your local every week? Are you always on tour?
2: Are you volunteering? Um, uh, So there's a, I'll now tell you I don't volunteer as much as I'd like. Um, so, I don't volunteer on a Saturday. So, I do, I, I, do a lot of volunteering outside of park run within sports clubs and sports organisations because of my, uh, my, my children basically. So, in the, in the same way that so many, so many people do. Um, uh, so, so what does my park run weekend, uh, look like? My park run weekend looks like I'll normally run on a Saturday. Um, and I do a combination of both. It depends as in touring or going to my local so I'm incredibly lucky I'm 20 minutes from Bushy Park event number one but equally I'm 20 minutes from another five or six different events so I can kind of choose how I feel what kind of run um, I would like how wet I want to get all of the different things that come with some of the um, uh, UK uh, uh, weather and courses Um, and and then depending upon whether I'm going for the experience of running, or I'm going with some of my friends, or I'm meeting people, or depending on where I go, then it will either be an hour part run experience or be a three-hour part run experience. So um, I do really, really, really like the Turner, and then just spend the rest of the morning having brunch and coffee and all of uh, all of those type of things. So that'll be a Saturday, um, and then uh, Sunday, if I'm not with my son, training, coaching, team managing, all of the things that I do there, then I'll volunteer at a uh, junior park run on Sunday. But I, there is a lot I'm doing with uh, Josh, unfortunately.
3: Or well, fortunately
0: for Josh and those organisations that you're supporting.
2: Well, listen, fortunately for Josh. I'm not sure Josh would say that. But, yeah, <laughs> it's um, – uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And so since you have become CEO, has your parkrun experience changed on the day? Like, do you get people recognise you and want to come up and they've just got this issue about this or, you know, they want to talk to you about the fact that their milestone shirt link has expired? Do you get those sort of operational-type questions or do people just leave you alone?
2: Well, I'm low-key, so, yeah, I I would... So, my normal format would be go quietly and then introduce myself.
0: There's no trumpets a blazing. Nick Pearson's here today.
2: Definitely, definitely, definitely not. All of that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. So, if appropriate, I'll go speak to the uh, run director afterwards, but it would be afterwards, not before, and just say um, thank you. Um, so, no, nobody's ever, nobody's ever moaned to me. At a park run event, ever about uh, any of the operational issues.
0: Equally, they could come and just want to thank you.
2: More of that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, on the places on the places where I'm known. Then you know, team members will speak to me. But um, uh, but yeah, d- d- if there is any feedback anywhere in the world, it's always positive.
1: Uh, so you'll be park running here in Australia on Saturday, so we won't tell people where you are. No. But, um, why are you here? Why are you down under?
2: I like the biscuits. Yep. Um, all of the biscuits, not just the uh, the Tim Tams are good. Um, no, we did come to work with the Australian team for a few days and support some of the um, commercial challenges that exist in um, we're definitely in our in our bigger territories where um, costs and resources are uh, required, and uh, you're really trying to come and support those challenges with some of the learnings that we've seen in in some of the other markets. So um, I think our sense is that uh, Australia is growing in a size and a scale that's very, very similar to, uh, to, to maybe where we were in the UK three or four years ago and that you know, some of the uh, structures and, um, uh, and mechanisms that we've put in place to support uh, commercial partners and fundraising um, would be something that we could support the team with here.
0: So while you're in Australia? You mentioned not being a corporate suit. Do you, I don't know what you wear to the office when you're in the UK, but what, what kind of apparel is appropriate to wear to the office in Australia?
2: <laughs> are we are we often at Scott's shirt? <laughs> is, is, that the, is that the motivation for that? Is that the motivation for that question? I mean, the context for Scott's shirt is obviously I wore a Larry shirt last night at dinner and. Uh, and Scott's decided to try and outdo me. I'm inspired
1: by my leaders.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and then I'll, I'll I'll wear a worse one tonight. <laughs> you'll be entirely put in the shade. Uh, but no, we we we, we, we're a, we are an informal team, and everywhere that Parkrun exists, it's an informal team. Um, uh, I think you. you you can see it here with the team in Australia. It's very, very similar to the way that the, the teams work, the global teams work out of the offices um, in the UK. It's it's a group environment. It's, uh, you know, it's CEO sitting next to uh, admin staff or junior staff and, 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 and everything being shared around the group. There's There's definitely no... Corporate protocols or, or, or uncomfortable hierarchies, it's, it's everything is um, done together.
1: Your admission, we were chatting earlier, and you admission that this podcast is your favourite out of the, um, the other Parkrun podcasts that currently exists. Um, but you do listen to With Me Now and you do listen to Free Weekly Timed. How do you reckon they're going?
2: How do I think they're going? I, I think... It's all phenomenal, positive park run content, and the more of it that's out there, the better it is for park run. So, I, I think anything that it, one I think is a reflection of the significance, the relevance, the popularity of park run, and I think it's positive. For Park Run. it it tells the message. It puts some context. It um, uh, it supports the messages and the messaging that we're um, uh, that we're trying to share. And so, um, no, I mean I, I i listen. I have listened to all Park One podcasts, um, including this one, um, and. Uh, I think there's a role for it, all of them. I think there's a role for all of them. And I think that in, you know, four, five, six years' time, there'll be three or four times as many as well.
0: Well, that's a prediction there for podcast growth. What are we going to do, Scotty? I'll
1: bring on the competition.
0: <laughs> More territories, I think. I think South Africa needs to get themselves a podcast.
1: Well, they did have one for a couple of weeks.
2: They oh, did. <laughs> I remember. I did, yeah. I remember back Was in that the when day. I lived there?
0: <laughs> brings brings me to another question I wanted to ask you, Nick. How many countries have you lived in exactly?
2: On this trip. <laughs> on this trip, this is the third country I've lived in on this trip. Um, yeah, lots. Yeah, lots. I mean, never for more than three or four days, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've lived in
0: us. Do you find a, a sense of adventure and um, a love for travel has been really useful in your
2: role? I, I love travelling. These trips can be really challenging. So obviously I came over for Australian Conference in September um, and we had a great time. It was a very, very short trip. And so,
0: but you had to stay in a tent. Yeah, a and, and,
2: you know, so that's, my, really that's, that's, that's my favourite type of accommodation. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, park run, park run work trips can be really difficult. So, you know, long-haul flights for two or three days and then turning around and going back is uh is exhausting so you know we 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 have designed this trip to try and make it a little bit longer um so i can it can be slightly less onerous than uh than they traditionally are but yeah it's uh i, I have got used to flying that put it that way i mean we 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 kind of so i mean Europeans struggle with anything over three or four hours because European flights are three or four hours and um, I would not been to Australia until I came conference in September and that was all because I just was petrified of the flight. I just couldn't face.
0: The long, and, and that's not even travelling with small children. That's just travelling on your own.
2: Yep, you're right, and I don't, I, I understood travelling with small children even less. So, you know, that was taking, I remember taking Josh on his first trip, two and a half hours to Portugal, it was traumatic, just even thinking about it. So, like, you know, hats off to everybody that manages that with, uh, that, with, with small children. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's it's, we're just not used to it. And actually, you know, we would look at, we had a trip out to San Francisco, and Tim came, to San Francisco and we um, uh, I just thought for him it was just such a casual thing I thought it was three or four hours or something I did for <laughs> us it was this massive 12 hour trauma and then Tim it was absolutely uh, and then but it was the same flight and it's and so like you, you, once you get used to it you get used to it we just had not got used to it and so um, uh, I'm better at it now
0: Now, I know you guys aren't fond of attending inaugurals and things like that in the UK for fear that they're going to be massive and you don't want to place the pressure on the event teams. We haven't really followed too much of that suit here in Australia yet. Will you be travelling over for a Japanese park run at any time in the future?
2: I'll be at the launch. Yeah, when Scott tells me the launch date, I'll be at that launch. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, I mean it's a um, we will be and we will be. So so uh, Paul's coming, Tom's coming um, uh, from the global team, um, and then there was obviously uh, a group of the Australian team uh, travelling out to the launch. And you know, th- there is that that for a lot of that is about courtesy and respect um, and appreciating um, the Japanese culture and, and the support that we've had from um, uh, from stakeholders and organizations in, in getting that up and going and so we w- wouldn't normally but it, it feels appropriate this time okay Nick leave us with their tease. Um, we
1: haven't really touched we haven't touched on contra at all but everyone's keen to hear about apricot. Is apricot coming back? When is it coming back? Can you share any plans with what we're doing there? Is everybody keen
2: to hear about apricot? <laughs> um, is, is it big here? It's a good question.
0: Is it going to be in singlets? That's the big question here.
2: Yeah, we bought singlets. So, so will it... So, so it, I understand, is back again in... April next month in stock. Um, so it's a long story, but basically we we broke with the partner. We had to find a new partner. We had to do lots of sourcing and and, and, and all of the stuff that sits around um, getting product back out there. So we've got a yeah, new product um, uh, color is apricot, but it's 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 a really nice.
4: Banana shade
2: of apricot. Yeah, bad lighting. That's our. Uh, that's <laughs> our. Uh, yeah, head of comms unable to take a decent picture. But um, uh, so it's back. The, the, the first, the first launch will just be short sleeve t-shirts, but there will be an extended range coming once once that's launched. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us. In it's not a virtual office today. There are actually chairs, and I can see faces, and it's nice to be able to take like. Body language cues during an interview. For How was change. my body language? Well, you know, you sit here cross but... legged, cross yeah. armed. So I think you want to wrap up. So, <laughs> this, is, this is where I'm heading with the, thanking you for joining us on the podcast. Hey, my pleasure.
2: My pleasure. Anytime, I'll, I'll pop over.
5: Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark and uh, today I've crossed um, from Canberra into the New South Wales border into Queanbeyan Parkrun and uh, a beautiful day here in Queanbeyan actually and um, today um, is the number 96 event for uh, Queanbeyan Parkrun and uh, this parkrun has an average time of uh, 36 minutes which um, it's actually quite a hilly course here so um, it's it's certainly a challenging one and recommended um, for your city to surf training if um, that's what you're hitting up uh, later on this year. Um, and I'm here with uh, Run Direct, uh, Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa.
6: Morning, Mark. How are you?
5: <laughs> I'm excellent, thank you. Um, so, what can you tell us about Queen and Parkrun?
6: Um, well, we now we're nearly up to our hundredth Parkrun, and we started just over two years ago. Uh, no, coming up to two years, sorry. And um, it took a few years to get going. We had to, um, as most park runs, you know, find funding, find the right location um, to get it going and the support from um, all the stakeholders. But it's grown steadily and now we we seem to be going really well. We're hitting over 100 um, each week, which has been fantastic. So it um, might go down again in winter, I suppose, <laughs> with the cooler weather. But Queenie Park Run special because we're one of the hilliest courses in this region. I think we are the hilliest course, yeah. and I think we were ranked recently as the about the 10th or 11th hilliest course for park runs um, around Australia. So we're um, we're well known for our hills. <laughs>
5: Yeah, look, definitely, definitely the hilliest uh, course in, in Canberra and the hilliest that I've, I've done so far of all, all the park runs, And I saw that yeah, blog article where you guys ranked, which is good. Like, I think it's a good, good attraction for people to come to. And um, if you are a park run adventurer like myself, you also can pick up the queue here at Queanbeyan, which is a rare letter as well. So, Vanessa, is there any memorable occasions in the, in the near two years for you here at Queanbeyan?
6: Um, I think... They're sort of each each day's memorable here, Um, but what I'm really finding very memorable is that the connections that are being formed in the community um, where families are meeting each week, they're encouraging each other, they're um, forming uh, extra running groups on Sundays and going out and joining each other, or they're helping each other with pram pushing um, or meeting up later in the week as parents um, with their kids so for me that's been the most memorable thing is the community connections that have been made here that um, I haven't seen before around a um, sporting event in Queanbeyan so and I think for Queanbeyan this is the only sporting event we've had that's free um, and running focused as well um, for a very very long time so yeah.
5: Yeah, certainly lots of high fives out on the on the course today, which was yeah. which was really good from all the little kids. Um, certainly helped inspire our, our two little kids as well. Um, for our listeners, can you describe the the course for us other than the hilly factor? Um, <laughs> how, how would you describe the course?
6: Um, so the course starts. It's along the Queanbeyan River, so it's quite picturesque. Um, and we we run out and we go up and down a little bit and up and a little bit of a flat and up. <laughs> then we come back and come down those little ups and and then we do it again so it's a two out and back twice course um and it's yeah it's a very picturesque so it is what I can say and um highlights the, the lovely Queanbeyan Red River.
5: Yeah it's, yeah, it's great to run along the river and see the old railway bridge at the, t- yeah. at the top as well. It's yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very picturesque course. I um, Really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for having us today and um, good luck for your yeah, second birthday coming up soon.
6: Yep, thank you very much for that. And yes, hopefully we'll have lots of people at our second birthday and we'll have cake, of course.
5: Very good. Get Queen Bee Run. Um, yeah, like I said, if you are chasing um, the alphabet for the parkrun challenges, uh, you can come get a queue here at Queenbian and uh, we'll talk to you next time on parkrun adventures.
7: Okay, we're at the uh, where are we? Greenbank uh, Parkrun. We've just completed it, and I'm with the two event directors who are Chrissy Stuart. Okay, and tell me, um, how long has Greenbank been going for?
3: Since August two thousand and seventeen. Yep. Second
8: season, though, celebrating with uh, all the locals today. Okay, and you've had a few changes here.
3: Yeah, we have. Thanks to Laurie Smith and the Logan City Council, we've actually gone from a complete grass course to a fully paved course, which is accurately engineered measured to the hundredth mill or something they've told us. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. We can't thank them enough. It's really made the community space more usable.
8: So we're we're interested in challenges guys. I cannot get mine to record anything but bang on 5k. So it is a purpose built (laughs) park run course built to within 100 millimeters of five kilometers. And I
7: should say to uh, the listeners um, that I came out here for the inaugural run, which was, as you say, last year, and it was freezing, it was over, I won't say cow paddock, but over uh, grass, there were ruts in the ground, all sorts of things. This path is absolutely amazing.
3: It is, uh, um, we've actually almost quadrupled in numbers since we've got the path of our regulars each week, which is absolutely fabulous. When Stuart and I started, all we ever wanted to do was build a community and that's exactly what we're doing
7: and it looks as though the council has paid for it and put in two and a half k's of path just for parkrun uh it squiggles all over the place you've got kangaroos one of which is aiming at us right now <laughs> <laughs> he just says hello that's bob <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how many people do you normally get
8: on the runs? We had, a, we had 141 last week, so as Chrissy said, we are increasing. Every week we seem to be increasing. Last week was 141. Um, I think today being our first pace a week has definitely brought out a lot of people and PVs. Mm. I'm not sure where we're at, but I'd say we're gonna beat the 141. Uh, ultimately, Chrissy and I developed this park with the hope we could achieve 50 people a week. Um, and I think we're going to be sitting on well above. Well and truly no. exceeded
7: that. Yeah. So are most of the people locals, or do you get a lot of visitors from it's the nearby There's Quite a lot of areas? visitors coming
8: in. I think words out. The uh, course is fast. Uh, I think it's quite easy to achieve a PB here, given it's it's a very flat course, couple of eight and backs, uh, a very slight incline is the hill. So <laughs> uh, it's a ruling track. Uh, as word gets out, you know we're looking forward to some people coming in. Currently, the course records fifteen forty five. Which is roughly two minutes further than uh, anybody else that's ever been anywhere close to it. So <laughs> it's quite a good record
7: yeah. to t- t- target. No, it, it's um, no, it's very good. To, hold on. So, what got both of you to into parkrun?
8: I think we both attended our own park runs anyway, so we were always out touristing. Um, but I've got three young kids. Chrissy's got young kids as well, and it is a healthy lifestyle to live if you can get your community involved in something and taking the kids out. Not only not only participating in the fitness for the event, but also understanding what volunteering is and uh, you oh. know being part of a, a large a small community. We're here, but it's part of a larger community, isn't it? Very much
7: so. And Chrissy, what got you into it?
3: Uh, it's the same reasons. I had small kids. Um, my eldest child loves cross-country and we originally started at Augustine Heights because it forms yes. part of their cross-country course for school. And then winter hit and it was like nobody wanted to get out of bed so we needed something closer. So I put a call out on a community page to see if anybody was interested. Stuart put his hand up to help and now we're here.
7: And it's worked perfectly. It's brilliant. And look, also on behalf of everyone else here, thank you very much.
3: Thank you so That's much it. for coming. Thanks for <laughs> touring, thank guys. Come and yeah.
7: challenge us. <laughs> Okay, and I'm now with with Dan, the motivator. Dan, so Dan, you were doing the twenty-minute pacing today. I was, yes. Well done. How, how often do you do pacing at uh, park runs? Oh, pretty much every week. Um, uh,
9: that where uh, there's a spot still required, I'm, I'm capable of pacing anything from twenty to forty. So, um, yeah, basically every week. I'm, I'm very a volunteer rich, let's say. This is my seventy-eighth volunteer
7: today. Oh, beautiful. I've seen you at a few other park runs, so you must get around a bit. Well, I, I do.
9: I I'm mostly around Logan's park runs, though. Uh, that's where, where I earned the name Dan the Motivator um, <laughs> at, at Logan River Park Run's first birthday. Uh, it was just celebrated by the, the, the event director, then Sarah Logan. So yeah. yeah, it was a great thing.
7: Okay, and I seem to recall you seem to have a, a reasonable sort of voice.
9: Well, yeah, I can be loud. That's that's again <laughs> where I got the name, I suppose. Uh, uh, very much so. If, uh, if there's a, I'm calling out the time or if there's a briefing that's being had, I'll, I'll definitely announce the briefing and, and keep everyone quiet during it. Because, uh, yeah, no, l- loud is my thing. Okay. And what, what got you into Parkrun? Uh, actually, it was a, a, a girlfriend of mine at the time was on a, on a weight loss journey and had found Parkrun as a as a, a, a assistant to, to her weight loss okay. journey. And um, I, I opted to, to uh, try to motivate and assist her. So I said, register me. And she did that. But um. Basically, uh, no. She from my very first park run, she wasn't keen on my motivation, which is um, why it ended up becoming everyone else's motivation instead. So I have to be grateful,
7: and, and so should everyone else be grateful for the, to her for that. Oh, excellent. And uh, do you do other runs besides the 5Ks on park run?
9: Oh, absolutely,
7: absolutely. Uh,
9: uh, at, on January the 5th of this year, I finished um, running... 4,262.2 kilometres in 72 days. I'd started on October 26 last year. Uh, I ran that. There was a virtual run from here to Perth, um, raising money for motor neuron disease. I raised over $5,000. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thanks, mate. Thank you. Uh, and, and tomorrow I'm actually running in the International Women's Day Fun Run at South Bank. And I'll be wearing my backpack pressure sprayer to cool everyone down. That, that weighs about... 21, 22 kilos full.
7: And I should say, at the end of uh, today's run, Dan put his uh, water pack on uh, and he's been spraying people as they come over the line. It's a good way of cooling down. Today is unusual. We've actually had rain in Brisbane, but uh, I've seen you wearing that in other places and it's much appreciated. (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) There's a little bit of weight in it, but that's all right. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to
9: see you running in it. Yeah, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll run the whole 10K event wearing it. Yeah, so I have 20 kilos on my back while I run. One of the ladies that I coach is going to be doing uh, her 10k event PB she just actually did a practice run the other day and she's done a 10k distance PB already um, but that was outside of event but yes tomorrow will be her new event 10k PB so of sub
7: 75. What can I say? <laughs> Dan, look, thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you at a few other runs. Uh, no worries, runs. thanks for talking. Okay. see you later. See ya. Okay, and I'm with...
4: My name is Amelia, nice to meet you.
7: Amelia, where do you come from?
4: Um, I live at Park Ridge, okay. uh, run at Springfield though.
7: Springfield's your home run. Yeah,
4: Springfield Runners Group.
7: So what brought you over here?
4: Uh, to be honest, I heard that it was a really nice flat course, um, the weather's been really nice lately, and I thought uh, we'll give a new course a go in a new location. Excellent, so yeah. this is
7: the first time you've been here? This
4: is the first time I've been uh, here today. Hey, yeah. What do you think? I loved it, I'm so coming back, um, I, I love my home course, shout out to Augustine Heights Park Run, but um, yeah, these guys do pretty well out here, nice paved pathed path, uh, course and um, yeah, not, not too many people, so it was uh, easy to run around on.
7: Oh, it's a top atmosphere as well.
4: Yeah, no, it's really good, uh, I met some new people today and it's really nice to see some kids out here giving me a run for my money.
7: So did you bring a few kids along yourself?
4: Uh, no, I didn't bring okay. any. I um, don't have any kids myself, but um, there's a few students that I teach. I'm a school teacher.
7: Yes? Yeah. Okay, so, so I saw that was what you yeah, I had to really run. There. I
4: had to run with them at the end just to uh, motivate them a little bit more, but it was That's really it. good. Yeah. And
7: you enjoyed the wildlife out on the course as well?
4: Uh, yeah, the kangaroos kept you going. Um, I think the uh, kangaroos stole the segment on Strava from me, but it's okay.
7: <laughs> Beautiful. I yeah. thought of that? <laughs> and um, what got you into parkrun in the first place?
4: Um, To be honest, I used to run up north and uh, I got into it because it was free and um, It was just something uh, really good for the community and it's so good to see like I said A lot of young kids and stuff out here it's where I sort of started doing the uh, fun runs and things so good to see them um, coming up like I did as well.
7: Okay beautiful and you said you've uh, run up in Rockhampton.
4: Yeah I used to live in Rocky um, back in Brisbane now but um, this course is a little bit flatter than up there used to be in the botanical gardens but um, yeah and this uh, this course today was really good and uh, Definitely we'll be back.
7: Okay, beautiful. Thank you very much.
4: No worries, thank you. G'day,
10: (laughs) G'day, Scotty. G'day, Mel. And g'day to all the Parkrun adventurers. It's Lyndall here, and I'm checking in this morning for the Channel 5 News crew from Victory Heights Trail Parkrun up near Gympie, just north of the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Now, it's been a bit of a trek to get here, Um, Mel, your story last week about the cyclone and perfect weather—I actually put off my trip to Victory Heights Trail Park Run last week because of the cyclone. And I've turned up today, and there's a bit of rain around. So, go figure. Anyway, we might get a bit wet, but that's what the fun is like on the trails. I'll check in, do the run, and have a chat later on. I'm on night. So Park One Adventures, I've, I've caught up with mother and daughter duo, Kathy and Carol, and I'm a bit confused as to who the mother and who the daughter is. Um, but I'll just get them to tell you your Park Run story. <laughs> My Park Run story? Well, I don't really know. I decided I needed to get out and do something, and there's no way I was going to walk on concrete footpaths. Yep. Came out here, and this is just wonderful. We come out every day now. Every day? Even cool. not on Park one Day? Absolutely. About 5.30 in the morning. Yep wander two or three kilometers and go home really good excellent and how about you yep same so i uh, just wanted to get out and do something and always thought running was stupid <laughs> 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 didn't understand why anyone would want to do that um <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> but discovered discovered the parkrun course um followed the facebook page while i was building it and went yep gonna get a part of that and have come Whenever I can, um, and yeah, just about every day with mum for a walk or a run, do the two, the three or the five. Um, and yeah, love it. Excellent. What's the best thing about Park Um, I just really like the community spirit and the fact that everyone eggs on and there's no, you know, there's just it's great atmosphere, I guess. Yeah. It's for everyone. Yeah. 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 And you can bring the kids and yep. yep. Excellent. Well, thanks for talking, to me. Keep on park running and walking and avoid keep avoiding those concrete paths, I say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys, now I've caught up with first-time run director, Gaylene. How are you going?
11: Fantastic.
10: And look, 10 out of 10 for me. You did a great job today. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Cheers.
11: Um, how did you first get involved with park run? Well, come out here and tried to get a little bit fitter and about oh, 18 months before park run kicked off and started jogging myself and just fell in love with the trails out here and I love volunteering for the community so why not?
10: And so you have volunteered a bit since Parkrun started?
11: I've actually volunteered more than I've run yeah. so <laughs> I t- usually come out here and try and run it before uh, the Parkrun kicks off and then put on the orange um, blazer with pride and volunteer before and then get into it. Excellent and um, so how's your running going then? Um, fair to average. <laughs> but it's not all about time for me. It's about getting out of bed and beating everyone that's still at home. So that's my goal. That's it. And there's lots of them,
10: going. Absolutely. And encourage
11: people of all sizes and fitness levels that you don't have to actually run. You can come and walk. I get out here sometimes with some girlfriends and just have a good old yarn as we um, go around. And that's really, really good as well.
10: It sure is. Now, what about volunteering? Have you had a history of volunteering?
11: yes i've always volunteered whether it be with show societies or with the elderly and doing music therapy you name it i don't mind getting out there communities it's such a beautiful community so it's good to see other people also trying to support it
10: yeah that's great well thank you so much as i said 10 out of 10 you've done a great job today thank you (laughs) and here's to many more successful park runs absolutely heights trail (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Alright, now I've caught up with a couple of Victory Heights Trail Park Run, Junior Park Runs. Cheyenne's talking to me and she's here with her brother Mason. Now Mason did his 10 this week and I understand you did your 10 a couple of weeks ago, Cheyenne? Yes. And how is that? How do you like Park Run? Good. And what do you like most about it? Running. You like running? Now you got a bit shy at the finish line. Everyone was looking at you. Yes. And how come you got shy? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Are you going to come back next week? Yes. Excellent. Hopefully I'll see you again at a park One. High five. <laughs> okay. The hard work's over and I've caught up with our event director, Jodie. How are you today?
12: Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you?
10: Yeah, terrific. I love your course here.
12: Awesome. Yeah, it's a really good course. We um, put a lot of work into it. It was um, nearly two years in the making from the first sort of shake of the hands and um yeah we're 18 events in now and everyone that comes along mo- absolute well most most of them love it yeah if, if there's anything they don't like they like that's really hard but yep. it's not so. Yeah. Yep,
10: yep. you can't please everybody all the time jody no that's right
12: no but, <laughs> but we try to like we've set it up to make it you know, inclusive and well-marked and sort of fun at the finish line and do a good little spiel at the briefing and just get a few laughs going so it's not so serious and um, just get everyone sort of a bit upbeat before they head out on their way to um, whatever's in front of them.
10: To pain and glory.
12: Yeah, pain and glory. But (laughs) it's funny, there's, there's plenty of glory because the amount of PBs we have every week is just phenomenal yeah. like we see people there like this month alone like um, there were eight people that have run four times in february and got four pbs um, each one of those people in february so yeah. everyone just improves each week
10: That's great. It must be the cheer squad.
12: Um, Possibly the cheer squad. (laughs) Um, Maybe the cooler conditions now or something. I'm not too sure, but um, I think it's a really good thing with Park Run that, you know, your results are sent to you and people get to see that and then they return the next week to, um, you know, try and better their time and a lot of people really do try and do that and then when they get to the finish line, they're like...
10: Oh, hopefully I think I
12: did <laughs> I don't know I don't know and then most of the time they do so yeah it's really good
10: that's great now you've touched on this at the beginning it was a two-year labor of love to get this set up just tell us a little bit about that process
12: yep so initially um, quite a few years ago the Kalula Trail Care Alliance wanted to probably hold a trail park run here Um, they didn't want to run the event themselves, but they were happy to have one here. Um, I was actually working away at the time, um, so I was unable to do it. And then as soon as I started working full-time in town, I made contact with Andrew, that's the president of the CTCA. Um, So we had a little bit of a chat about it and shook hands on that day, and um, it all started from there. So we obviously had to get our grant which was just a council community grant for the $5,000 initially. And then we sort of mapped out a course, um, which we sort of went over and over and over many times. Um, Andrew actually works for Natural Resources and Mines, so he's he's right onto Google Earth and all that. So he's really handy in that respect. Um, We actually built another kilometre of single trail um, Mm -hmm. to specifically form part of the 5k course yeah, and right. to keep everyone away from the main sort of mountain bike hub at the top um, so that come at a cost of you know say around about ten thousand dollars just to build that trail um, which was really good and then we set out and we fully marked every turn and crossroad with hardwood posts so i actually put in about 50 of those posts and dug all the holes <laughs> For them wow. and put them in <laughs> so it hasn't just been like an admin type of thing like I've actually been out here and digging and yep. brush cut and mowed and stuff <laughs> so um yeah so we had all that and then we sort of had the thing where we then had to get money for a Dfib. um Park Run set up a GoFundMe through Sports Foundation to try and raise the funds for that and also They set up our Facebook page early to try and help with getting those funds. Um, So we got to about $600 and then um, I put a post on a local information page just to try and get a bit of support and help with raising that money. And um, i just finished work for the night and another friend was suggesting some things for some fundraising. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. And she said, oh my God, go have a look at your Facebook post. And I was like, what, what? She said, go have a look. And anyway, so I had a look and um, a local dentist, um, Jacaranda Family Dental, which is um, Adam and Sam Bradshaw, they donated the final $1,340 wow. to go towards our DFib. So that got us to the $2,000. So that really set us on our way. And that was, I think, about March, April. So we are sort of keen for about a June, July launch. Um, but then things just sort of happened again, um, and then we were sort of ready to have our trial run, and we had a massive hailstorm come through um, and sort of obliterated
10: Everything Everything.
12: We had about 80 or 90 incidents around the whole trail network yep. where trees or branches were down, yep. um, and a whole heap of erosion from the rain yeah. so then we had to get the earthworks people in to fix all that so that put us two weeks behind um, and then we finally sort of had our first trial run which was only about 15 people because it was just low key and under yeah. the radar um, our second trial we had um i can't remember maybe about 70 people i'm yeah, not too sure um, and then we finally had our launch um and we had um 100 and 24 or something like that for mm-hmm. our launch it was really good um and we sort of had a few quiet weeks but that was the christmas formal yep. type of time of year and then once new year come along it just sort of kicked off from there yep and um yeah two weeks ago we smashed our attendance record so a little trail run in a little country town had 199 walkers and runners come
10: so close to the 200
12: and and so many people were like oh I was gonna come I was gonna come so you would have got over the 200
10: can you count my dog
12: yeah (laughs) that's right yeah can I go again again. yeah so um so yeah sort of that two-year labor of love and hard work and that I think every week you see everyone happy and excited and loving it and it just makes it all worthwhile and when I get to this time on a Saturday, which is after the event, I sort of feel a bit of a void because Aww. then I'm just waiting for waiting
10: for the next next one. week
12: <laughs> yeah, so it's all sort of over in you know a couple of hours and then you're just looking forward to the next week and um, seeing everyone you know turn up again so yeah um, but yeah, usually I'm sort of the run director, but I've other people in the yeah. position I've done the timekeeper and today I did barcode scanning which was actually really good to say day to their name when you see their barcode yeah. so yeah. it's nice to sort of put a name to a face instead of just oh hey how you going yeah, yeah. how are you you know because they all know your name <laughs> exactly. but you don't know their name so um <laughs> yeah. but no I'm really happy with how it turned out here yeah. and um I think it's a really good event for Gimpy. And um, I think after today, I think we've actually hit over ten thousand kilometers walked and run so Are you far. Yeah, in eighteen events.
10: Yes, and you've come of age. It is the eighteenth event, isn't it? So you're an adult now.
12: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can legally go out and do other stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, over ten thousand kilometers, and like I say, that's ten thousand kilometers that would never have been run or walked yeah. by the community or in Gympie.
10: Yeah, and look, there's lots of other users of the park here. There's other walkers and bikers here, so clearly it's a really great asset for the community in general. And Park Run just adds to that.
12: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, it was primarily a mountain bike trail, and um, obviously with the launch of Park Run, um, we also put in a two-kilometer circuit, and we've got a three-kilometer circuit yep. as well. So that is really highly utilised. Monday to Sunday yep. by just general users. And because it is fully marked, people can come out at any stage and do that. And it's really funny because the amount of pedestrian traffic is far greater than mountain bikes yeah, now. Wow, yeah. So um, it also, with Park Run, really helps us with, um, you know, getting grants to build new trail and improve the facility. Yep. And um, I think... Especially for smaller sort of towns, yeah. um, to have something like this is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, like a lot of team sports and stuff like that can become out of reach and expensive yeah. for people to do. Sure, sure. And with Park Run being free, yeah. um, and all they've got to do is bring a barcode and walk or run the 5k volunteer um, every now and then volunteer every now and again and um you know everyone's getting fitter and it doesn't cost them anything so and it's being on every week is every week all year is fantastic and touch wood we haven't had to cancel an yeah. Event yet, so <laughs> even with Cyclone Oma last week, yeah, a,
10: which was a non event, yeah, it was a,
12: totally a non event, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Worst weather
10: today, yeah, yeah, I know it was <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and look, I just in talking to a couple of the park runners, they said that it's really bringing a community together here in Gympie as well, so what a great achievement. For for you, Jodie, and for Parkrun in general, thank you so much for having me here today and for all you've done for this community in setting up a Parkrun. It's wonderful.
12: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lyndall. And, um, yeah, I'm really, yeah, stoked that, um, yeah, I was able to do it. And it takes a little bit of commitment, but once everything's set in place, everything, you know, works itself out. And I was quite fortunate that we sort of started running here probably about a year and a half ago, Mm. every Saturday morning anyhow. So a lot of those people that would come running on a Saturday morning, they're sort of part of like a core group now. So I don't really have to struggle to get volunteers each week. Someone will pitch in Yeah, someone will pitch in. So um, that was a really good idea as well. Yeah. Um, But no, I'm really proud of what we've achieved here and um, yeah, can't wait to be back next week.
10: Awesome. Well, hopefully I'll be back here sometime again soon too. Yeah, love to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Jodie. No worries. Thank you very
12: much.
1: <laughs> A trifecta of roving reports this week, and it's obvious who they were, but in case you weren't paying attention, Mark was at Queen Queenbeyanne. Mossy. Now, I'm calling him Mossy, Mel. Do you think that's okay? I haven't. I don't feel comfortable calling him David. I, I feel too formal.
0: No, that's okay. You can call him Mossy if you want. Yep.
1: He was at Green Bank, and Linda was at Victory Heights.
0: Now, we've got a few anniversaries this week, but we don't have any launches. So, a couple in New South Wales. We've got Albury, Wodonga and Parramatta celebrating.
1: We've got Bansdale in Victoria and Doorsville in WA. Albury, Wodonga, it's listed as New South Wales, but you know the Wodongas in Victoria.
0: Yeah, I know, but they start and finish in Albury. Yeah. So, you know... They've got enough time to, to jump into Victoria, say, how's your mother, turn around and go back again.
1: I just wanted to point out that it's half Victoria.
0: Hey, look, on the calendar, it says New South Wales. And who who publishes the calendar, Scotty?
1: The Pucker in Australia.
0: Okay. Well, maybe you need to write those guys a letter and say, next year, let's put NSW slash VIC against Aubrey Wodonga.
8: I'll
1: tell you what. They need more feedback like that.
0: Oh, I'm sure they would love it.
1: <laughs> um, let's let's go back in time again, Mel. We're, we're catching up. We've got a couple of weeks left to go. but um, We did
0: really have a very long time off, didn't we? <laughs> we
1: did, didn't we? <laughs> it feels like a long time ago that we had a break. I'm almost ready for another. But um, let's go back to the 19th of January. Mm.
0: Well, I'm going to jump in here this time, Scotty, and um, I'm going to go first and then I'll ask you where you were because I I just had a pretty quiet one. I was at home run directing once again, trying to work on my goal for the year and because I I need to do more than one a month, you know, to get 15 run directs in this year Uh, and that could be quite... um, what's the word, ambitious, when a new little person comes along and may or may not allow me to uh, volunteer as much as I'd like in the early months. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, I just had a quiet one at Kiwana on the 19th and um, while it was still on the beach course, second last week of the beach course, so it it was a good morning nonetheless. But where were you on the 19th of January, Scotty?
1: Look, I was back at Gardener's Creek for their anniversary. And again, a little bit of a quiet one, despite it being anniversary. And one thing I did do on this particular day is I did my first time, first timers briefing. This is a new role. Is
0: it a new role? It's,
1: it's not a very common role, but we'd like it's to not, see it used it's a bit not more. Is a new we? role?
0: Yeah, it's. It's just another opportunity for people to volunteer and still get a run in as well, but also, you know, enjoy the benefits of, of giving something back to the Parkland community.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of it because historically we're – my events have been, we have had a first-timers briefing and it's been conducted by the run director on the morning. So it's not something that hasn't happened, but um, creating a specific role for it. So the idea that first-timers will see it on the roster and go, okay, they want me to come. There's there's, there's safety there. Someone's going to tell me exactly what to do.
0: Oh, I've never really thought of it from that angle before.
1: Yeah, so you task somebody with it. And so they, the idea is, I guess that they run with it and embrace it. And that's exactly what I did. I love the first-timers briefing because you you can say the same thing that you've said a hundred times before and they laugh at the same jokes because they've never heard them before.
0: Yes, yes. And I do use the same jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Unashamedly.
1: And and I feel feel you've got a real captive audience because they are are actually interested in what you're saying. They haven't heard, like I said, they haven't heard it before and –
0: and look, yeah, I don't great. know how you do your first time as brief, Scotty, but I make people move. Like we, we have a, a post uh, that has a map of the coast on it and all the, the footpaths and things like that. So I make people come over to the post to me and so I can show them the course on the map, which is which is nice because if you've got people like physically committing to moving within earshot, I think they are definitely much more engaged audience.
1: Yeah. So you go through the whole this is the course. You take a turn here, you go up here, you look for the tree, you do a cartwheel, you do all that.
0: Well, it's it's not as uh involved as that. No. But I, I like to have a visual yeah, I mean, we've got an out and back course and you turn around a lighthouse. It's not
1: <laughs> difficult.
0: People don't get, it's hard lost. To
1: get lost. But I yeah. do like
0: to have a visual aid when I am conducting the talk it's like you feel like adriana exhibities from the wheel of fortune and you can gesticulate with your hands which i'm doing now and of course nobody can see but me um yeah mm, and
1: dated yourself a little bit there mel <laughs> 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 I don't think, for one i don't think wheel of fortune's even on tv anymore. look
0: i've loved words for a long time scotty there's no shame no shame oh. at all in loving words
1: anyway getting off topic but um yeah. Well, see, I don't I do not do the describe the course spiel. I, early days at Worcester Folds, we did Studley, Early days, I think we did. But I've soon learned, and, and I did it at Gardner's Creek as well. I had the map. I, I held it up. I said, anyone here going to run sub 20? No one puts their hand up.
0: And you, you do that joke, all right, just follow the person in front of you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because 99% of park runners, that's what they'll do.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that our jokes differ. So, for the parkrun adventurers out there, they can go to different events and they're not going to get the same joke because I attend a lot of first timers briefings, and and that that joke does actually get used in a lot of those briefings. I always give them a bit of a giggle because yes, it's funny. I'm never going to be the person out the front. That's what's funny. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to use some different material. <laughs>
1: Well, when I work on it, I'll start injecting it into first-timers' briefs. But that's what I did on the 19th. Now, Mel, seven days ago, a week ago, we read out some iTunes reviews. We, we implored our listeners to jump on the bandwagon and do likewise. Uh, just checking. Um, no new reviews.
0: Huh. And you have a theory on this. Yes, I do. Well, I don't have a theory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have a theory on. Well, no, I kind of do. Okay, so you you're talking to two of my personalities at the moment, as you might have noticed. I'm having an argument with myself. So the thing is, when I listen to podcasts, and this is just me. I am either listening most of the time, probably ninety percent of the time. I'm listening to them in my car while I'm driving. Um, the rest of the time, I would be listening to them either out on a run or a walk. And if somebody asks me to do something, to interact or or something like that, I'm I'm away from my home where I would be more likely to do that so I'm not like sitting at my computer listening to a podcast and somebody says hey could you do an iTunes review and then I just like pause the podcast and go yes I'm going to do that immediately so I I kind of forget if people say things like that in podcasts so I, I think that might be why Scotty do you think that is a good theory
1: it is a good theory it's a yeah it's a theory. And we differ a little bit because I think I do a lot of my podcast listening either at my desk while I work, sometimes on a walk, very rarely on a run. Most of the time in a shower. Um,
0: in the shower.
1: In the shower. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, how are you ever going to write an iTunes review in the shower?
1: Yeah, but no, at least out of the shower I can just get out and do whatever they ask me to do. But but I <laughs> I do I do tend to agree with your theory. So let's do a little social experiment. So this week in our Facebook post, let's ask for iTunes reviews and see if we get at least one. And then that way your theory will be proved true.
0: Well maybe we need to make it to, to make it a proper test, we need to leave it for a week. Because now we've mentioned it in the pod again. And so there's not going to be any proof that it wasn't. People didn't hear it in the pod and then go looking for the Facebook post. I'm no scientist, but I know there has to be a control group. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what a control group is, so I think you might be a scientist.
0: (laughs) So I just don't think that this can be the week because the results will get sullied. And you know what's going to happen. You and I are going to forget by next week. And we won't, we won't do the (laughs) Facebook post (laughs) because we're terrible like that.
1: No, no, I'm at my desk now, so I'm going to type in to do it. If I was in the shower recording this podcast, it probably wouldn't happen. But the fact that I'm at my desk, you're going to pop it in your calendar
0: as a reminder. Good plan. Yep. Yep. Do you do you listen to your (laughs) reminders? Because I I set them all the time, and then I spend a Large portion of my day is snoozing the reminders because it's like, oh, I can't, I don't have time to do that right now. Snooze, snooze, snooze. I don't close them because then they go away and I never have done the thing and I forget. But I'm, I just like irritate myself by having these things pop up all day long.
1: Um, short answer is no, I don't. But what I do do is I set alarms and I'm looking at the clock now and um. I've got to set mine for a couple of hours' time to go up for another, get up early and go for another run in the morning. Um, I've been doing some freedom runs while I've been up here, Mel.
0: Have you? And
1: uh, Yeah, we took in Main Beach, which I've done before. It's, it's a bloody good park run, that one. I really like it.
0: It is a good one.
1: And um, we went. I went to um, Paradise Point this morning too. That's a bloody good park run as well. Are
0: you logging all these freedom runs?
1: I am. I am all on Strava, and I'll get to, I will get to log them on my profile. Okay, but this okay. morning um, at Paradise Point, had a lovely run with uh, Mandy, who is a podcast listener. She came out and had a run with me, so hi, Mandy.
0: Awesome. Hello, Mandy.
1: I really enjoyed Paradise Point, so I want to try and get back to the Goldie and run it officially.
0: On a park run day. That sounds like a good plan. Well, I have mentioned that once I run out of Brisbane, Gold Coast is next on my list. I haven't run Paradise Point either. <laughs> In fact, I think Main Beach, is, Main Beach and Kira are the only two Gold Coast Park runs I've done.
1: Well, I think I'm heading to Kira tomorrow. So let's wrap up one forty eight so I can get to bed and perform my best tomorrow morning. Thank you again, Mel.
0: Always a pleasure, Scotty.
3: Always.